You're listening to Women and Music, and I'm your host, Alexa Ace. I'm a 25-year-old entrepreneur, published music photographer, and founder of Gold Hand Girls. I attended university for music business, interned at some labels in London, started an international music blog, and really just found myself obsessed with this industry. Now, Gold Hand Girls has taken on a brand new digital podcasting journey called Women and Music. This is a chance to hear raw inspiration directly from women in the music industry, both on and off stage, established and upcoming. As a music photographer myself, it's really special to me to share conversations like the one you're about to hear. Relative to my last episode with the fabulous Nadia Lee, today's guest and I have been in contact for years, but have never actually had a conversation until now. Phoebe Fox, also known as Shot by Fox, is a London-based music and touring photographer. Phoebe's photography is vibrant, rough, and electric all at the same time. She's one of my favorite photographers, and in my opinion, one of the best music photographers of our generation, genuinely. In this episode, we talk about music photography, duh, the struggles of being a female tour photographer, how being kind can open so many doors, and so much more. Please join me in welcoming Phoebe Fox. Phoebe, what was your first step into music photography? I guess like I started out by taking just like lame photos of all my friends, like 16th birthday parties (laughs) and like trying to catch everyone doing things they shouldn't be doing. And then I built up a portfolio and got into the Brit school and there I made friends with a bunch of music students and it's like an art school. So they used to have like lunchtime shows on. (laughs) So all the different strands, they'd have a group of people doing lighting, they'd have musicians to play. My course, like documenting it and like making videos and taking photos, they'd have makeup and costume styling them. So it was really like, it sounds weird, but like a fame academy thing. Like it, it was weird, yeah. but so it's much like full fun. production. Yeah, completely. It's like a production and arts like college, I guess. I don't know what the year age is over there, but it's, you'd go for your GCSEs or for A-levels. So it's like that kind of okay. age group. Yeah. See, when you say A-levels, what does that mean for you guys again? It's the one before you go to university. Okay. See, that's just high school for us. Yeah. I think so. It's high school for you, but for us, it's college. Anyway. Yeah. I went there, made friends with a bunch of musicians, took their photos at lunchtime. And then there used to be this venue called Barfly in Camden, which is now the Camden Assembly. And we'd go there every single weekend and someone from school would be playing. And so I'd shoot them. So they had something to post on their Facebook page. And then through that, like we all got older. They actually had like managers met new friends, other support artists and stuff like that. And then that's how it kind of like grew. Wow. So was there like a particular band that you got with first that kind of made you realize, whoa, I love music photography or was it kind of collective? Yeah, it was like school and just an excuse to make friends. You know, like my initial ambition wasn't, I'm going to become a music photographer because I didn't even know that that was a job. Like I had no idea. I just thought I'd be a photographer and a bunch of people that I shoot are musicians Mm. so the artists now that have like gone on to do well are like rex orange county was one wow uh ray if you know her she's an amazing pop singer she was there jade bird was there like loads of people but yeah we were all at school at the same time wait so they were what do you mean they were all at brit (gasps) yeah in the same class or the year above or the year below what like there's loads it's mental i think i'm about to go back to school it's weird to think about like rex orange county being in the same class as jade bird and like having the same lesson i love to know how they've both gone down such different styles and know it to a t like the teachers must have been great in music (laughs) my mouth dropped like this is so badass i had no idea (laughs) so so yeah it's a really fun school you were surrounded by talent and your talent yourself so I know I wanted to mention the, how you actually went for fashion photography, right? 
Well, yeah, I, I mean, at uni, I applied for fashion photography first, and then I dropped out after a year and went back and did music marketing. And that's what I've got a degree in. But don't even have a degree in photography. <laughs> Just in like music marketing. I mean, does anyone? <laughs> let's be real though does, like, I kind of wish I did sometimes me too like, it would be so good to know more lighting setups so Phoebe describe your first photo pit experience so when I was at that school I entered a competition to go and see one of my favorite bands at the time play a little radio set I think it was at Absolute Radio which is in the center of London and the band was captured in the bottomman and I was waiting around afterwards and I just went up to them and said is there any chance I could have a photo pass to your gig I don't know how I had the confidence to do that as like an 18 year old just like hi (laughs) give me a pass please but they said yes and they were really nice about it and then the next like three shows they had in London their manager would just send me an email and be like hi we've put you on the list like if you can send us the photos afterwards but we hope you get something nice out of it and they just gave me the opportunity so me and my best friend like took photos and started building a portfolio from that. But it was wild. Like we had no idea what we were doing. That's fucking awesome. And I'm over here like, but wait a second, how did you even know what a photo pass was? Because I feel like the first time you get handed a photo pass, you're like, oh, this is magic. It's my golden ticket. I think it was magic that it was a sticky, like a sticker. Like I thought, oh my gosh, I can keep this forever. Oh. But I was used to having like a stamp or it saying I'm on for a photo pass. It was like, I knew that from shooting my friends at Barfly but I, d- I didn't actually realize that you would actually have like a little sticker with the logo on and everything I thought that was the cutest it's thing the ever best. and like the most exciting thing when I first got them you're like I'm gonna put it on my phone <laughs> do you keep yours yeah I've got like two whole frames with them in my bedroom so your first photo pit experience it happened at school but it you asked for it yeah so I was at school at the time and I just said can me and a friend come along and they were nice enough to just keep saying I have no idea why they kept saying yes like we hardly spoke to them they were just nice and obviously saw that we were both really keen and big fans like I remember going into that pit for the first time and looking at the cameras that everyone else had and being like what lens is that what does that do what am I meant <laughs> to be using <laughs> it's that kind of sudden awareness of like oh people actually do this as a job like it isn't just for fun none of that I didn't know any of that before so that was like a real eye-opener and then from school I had built a bit of a photography portfolio but was still in my head like well you know fashion photography is probably a more reliable source of income and I don't know I just knew that that was a job so I went to uni to study fashion promotion and imaging the course was and very quickly realized that it wasn't the right course for me just like different personalities on the course and things that I was into, they weren't into. And we had this like styling day one day and a teacher, I heard her say, Phoebe's a good photographer, but she needs to get over this whole like grungy Saint Laurent thing. Like she needs to get over it. And I was like, okay, I need to not be on this course. (laughs) This is not for me. It's really rude. But so I made friends with this girl called Millie and me and her were just like bored in her room, like eating a pot of pasta. Like, what can we do with our lives? And we realized that we obviously have access to all this amazing photography equipment because we're at university and the studio is there. So, you know, we may as well make the most of the situation that we're in. And we compiled a list of all of the small bands that were playing London that we thought were cool and like look through all their videos online, sent emails to as many of them as we could and just asked for passes and just went through and built a portfolio through going to random shows and posting the photos online afterwards. That's literally all we were doing, just trying to build something. And then after I'd done that for maybe like six months, the head 
of the music journalism course came up to me and kind of not poached me but like (laughs) said have you ever considered maybe like switching courses (laughs) and I didn't know that they started up a new course that year called music marketing and promotion so it wasn't just music journalism and I thought oh that makes absolute perfect sense so I switched over and did that for three years and then finished with a first a couple years ago it sounds like whoever poached you we need to send them a card yeah thank you Gareth thank you thank you love it (laughs) we love Gareth I love your story because I feel like I feel very similar to it other than the fact that I didn't you know go to Brit but I did go to ACM UK yeah and we're like rivals ACM and Brit it's always like (gasps) are they which one are you wait I had no idea yeah it's like ACM or Brit school you'd like apply to both and pick whichever one you want to go to that's iconic That's why Ed Sheeran go to ACM for a bit and he has that line, I will pass if I didn't go to Brit school. Yes. Oh my God. (gasps) It's the rivalry. I've never thought about it like that. The next question I have for you is, in your own words, what are some things you shouldn't do in the photo pit? Okay. You sent me this question beforehand. (laughs) So Alexa goes, for example, like asking other photographers about their gear. And I immediately went, fuck like am I not supposed to do that like every time I'm in a photo pit I'm like eyeing up what the people are like using they whip out this little lens and it has like a smid Vaseline on or something and I'm like oh that's a thing okay that's so cool I wouldn't tap someone I didn't know on the shoulder and be like hey what's that but if I see something I'm definitely going to google it after I love that and so that's what I wanted to know like I wanted to know what your thoughts were I was going through your Instagram too and I noticed like you do like lean over the stage or at least some of the shots that I've seen like of you yeah you lean over the that's stage. another thing I literally messaged Zach and I was like Zach are we not meant to do this because like <laughs> well no obviously if it's like a tiny stage like I wouldn't lean it or if there was like load people in the pit I wouldn't take up the room but I think I'd prioritize not taking up room over like leaning over the stage a bit because at venues like Brixton, the artist is like five miles away, like so far away from you that it doesn't really matter if you lean on the stage because everyone around you has their own space and you're all really far away from them. And actually it's better because then you're blocking the audience's view less and they've just queued up for six hours to be there. So I think it completely depends on what venue you're in. If it was like a small venue and the stage was more than, of course I wouldn't lean on it. But yeah, it completely depends on I guess the context of the situation, but I have got a list of things I don't do anywhere. Let's hear it. Okay, so don't take up one space for a long amount of time. Let other people take your space. Like don't crowd someone's shot. If they want to try something after you, let them have a go. Just be polite in that sense. Don't push anyone out of the way, ever. Ever. Like if they're trying to get a photo, don't think, oh, I want that shot. Just let them have it and then hope that you get another one. If they were there in the right place, it's their right to get that shot. Don't take out your phone unless you're in the need of content for that client. So if you're hired by a festival and they're like, shoot them and obviously can you get a few iPhone videos, whatever, cool. But if you're not there for that and you're just like putting on your story, that's not cool, obviously. Can you explain why that's not cool? Firstly, there's loads of fans behind you that have just waited in line for like six hours and you're literally ruining their view with an iPhone. It also kind of just gets in the way of, photographers trying to take photos because chances are a little phone is going to get in someone's shot and it's just annoying like there's no need to whip out your phone if you've got a camera there use the camera it's only if you've been specifically told to use your phone I mean that's my opinion of it is that the same as yours like what's your opinion I love hearing your opinion when I put that question in there that's like you know 
For example, leaning over the stage for a shot, being on your phone, asking other photographers about gear. For me, I kind of am similar to you. Like, I don't really mind asking photographers about gear, but I feel like there's this like weird, unprecedented. See, I think the problem there is that photographers don't like the idea that you'd steal something that they're doing. But if they were really secure in themselves and not competitive, then they would just tell you what it it doesn't matter exactly and be confident that they're going to get or you want to share exactly I think it's much more it's much healthier and much more helpful to people that are trying to learn to just say oh it's this lens and then you know I mean Mm -hmm. saying it's this lens is not going to get them the same work that you've worked the last six years building up or whatever it's just being helpful and thank you for being like that photographer I mean that's the same exact thing that I think too is just like why not (laughs) I was so worried when you put that in the email I was like oh my god I'm literally the most annoying person (laughs) no you're you're a fucking rule breaker and and so am I because I feel like I mean honestly my opinion is like I definitely do pull out my phone just to get like two or three quick like story shots and I know that you're not really supposed to do that but for me I've been told like it's okay to occasionally take out your phone but I've always felt a little bit disrespectful mainly because of you know the audience that's right behind you But in my opinion, Mm -hmm. I think that if you're standing, you know, a little bit more side stage, so you're not really obstructing the view of the people who are those diehard fans. I think it also depends on who's hired you. Like if you're working for the artists themselves, like if they said we want iPhone content in particular because they just want like a clear shot that hasn't got someone's art in, then great, go for it. But it's when you have a whole team of photographers trying to get one shot for their job and you're waving an iPhone super high up in the air, that it's obviously going to get in someone's way. I think that's where the line is. For sure. And that's absolutely not okay too. I love that you mentioned like if a photographer's in that spot, you know, and let's say like an artist happens to come over and they're like in a really prime location for a really prime spot. Yeah, Yeah, don't don't push them. them out the way. Has it happened to you? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. And it's even worse when the artist is like one of your really close friends. So they're coming to you because they know that you're going to send them the shot afterwards. You're going to laugh about it. And someone else is just barging out the way and you're like, Hey, they only came over here for that one reason. Like it's just frustrating. Something that really grinds my gears is the competitive nature with photographers, because if you take that away, it's such a more pleasant environment to work in and industry to work in because you can collaborate and help each other so much. People just don't want to do it because they get competitive. Where does that competitive nature you think come from like in photography? I mean, this can go on to another question. I think with guys, it's different to girls be girls. I feel like guys are actually a lot less competitive than girls. That's just my personal experience. I don't know why, but I have a feeling that it's along the lines of like, particularly with the smaller kind of network of bands, there's this like romanticized nature towards the 60s rock and roll scene, whatever you want to call it. With that comes like this whole outdated misogynistic view of a woman's place in the music industry. Mm. And with that, I think there's this kind of like, well, if you're hanging around, I need to have that one spot. There's only enough room for one of us. And I think that it affects girls more than guys because they're more ingrained into that and that there's more pressure. Absolutely. If you're on a AAA and you're there after the first three, just be mindful that everyone behind you is queued up for seven hours to get in. Like don't stand in one place the whole time. Mm. It's fine to be running around. Try not to distract people if possible, but obviously if you're waving a camera around, you're probably going to be quite distracting. Just bear in mind that they're there and like think about what's going to piss them off because at the end of the day, Everything exists so that they have that relationship with the artist. You're taking photos, not only to document what's going on for the artist, but as like an extension of the enjoyment for the fans to look back at. Yeah. So just be wary of them. 
Absolutely. And a reminder too, that we're fans. We're people in the music industry. We are also yeah, completely. fans. Completely. Being a music photographer is a different way of being a fan. Yeah. I do want to say too, I think that there's this weird competitiveness that I see sometimes with men when you are in like a photo pit or like a festival photo pit, because they are there mainly, you know, to appease their publication. And I'm kind of finding that, you know, some of these people in the photo pit that are men and not saying this is all men, of course, but they're less of the fan and more of the job. I feel like that's an age thing in particular. Mm. Like I oh, think absolutely. the older generation, chances are, are just there to get a press shot as quick as possible and send it over. And not only does that come across because they don't necessarily know what the music is or they don't know who the artist is, but also when you look back at the photos, there's so much less creativity that's gone into it because not only do they not understand the artist, but they don't necessarily care about getting something that's creative. They just want to get that shot to get the money. Yep. Yeah. And that's where photography and the music industry also like gets disappointing because I think you're right. I think it's definitely like an age thing, but I think that like our generation is really trying to come out of that and be like more supportive and be more in tune specifically with the artist or even like knowing the first three songs that could potentially be on their set list for that night. Do the research like, oh, on this song, you know, they threw out confetti. It's just that extra like attentiveness. I don't know if you do this, but before I'm taking photos of someone, we'll click on an artist tag photos and go through what their lighting's like. So I kind of have an idea before. I love that though. See, what I do is I'll go through a tag photos to see what types of photos they like of themselves yeah, or their Instagram. Because I feel like people are weird about their tagged photos. They'll only keep up the ones that they like feel okay about. And, or you can tell the artists that, you know, just don't go check it at all. So in that case, I'll go check like their Instagram and see, you know, if there is anything to do with their set or at the same time, the types of shots they like of them live. Because mm. a big thing for me as a photographer is it's so important to me. Like the biggest thing to me is to give back in life. So I want that person on the other end to feel confident about the photos, even if it's just going to press and they might not see it until later. I want to do my best. This again goes back to what we were saying about being a fan. Like if half the reason that you're a music photographer is being a fan, then of course you're going to want the artist to be respect enough to want to document them. Yeah. How can one keep an open mind to opportunities? I think once you realize how small the music industry is, there's less focus on like, I have to work with a specific person. Like my mindset is work hard and be very vocal about the kind of people that I admire and want to work with. And then hopefully everything will kind of align. I guess it is just kind of like pinning it on that, but opportunities themselves, it's not nice to be like, I only want to work with this person because it leads to this. Yeah. And then you learn how every single person is so connected. Like even what we were saying, just opening this, we were like, oh, you know this person, I know this person, mm -hmm. we should have met here. We went to school in two competitive schools. Like yeah. it's so small that just being open and kind to people and working hard is enough to open doors later down the line. I absolutely agree. And it kind of seems like that's like what you did. Like, I feel like you kind of opened your own doors in some ways by having that open mind to opportunity. And that's why I kind of wanted to mention like the fact that you wanted to potentially go into fashion or fashion photography, because it just shows how creative industries can pivot so that you can wear multiple hats and open multiple doors at the same time. It builds relationships. This entire industry is about relationships. 100%. And you never know who's going to recommend you for something or you never know when you're going to need someone's help or when they're going to need your help or when you're going to collaborate on something. And so if you're just a nice person, chances are it's going to work to your benefit. That's the biggest advice and I guess discussion point that I can give is just being nice will open so many more doors than being a dick and tactical about things will. Being pretentious. Yeah. A big topic of conversation that's coming up a lot in my life right now is actually like how millennials have this weird entitlement 
that's like half of the millennials. Like cancel culture and stuff. Yeah. And like not really having that open mind, but just kind of being solid in their beliefs. I think that completely goes back to the fact that they've grown up with social media and social media literally makes you take a side and then provides you with all the information in the world to make you think that that side is the only opinion you could possibly have. God. And I think the older that you are, the less exposed you are to that. And I think that's probably where that's come from. I agree. It's hard to even like begin to talk about social media and photography. And like I said, I wanted to kind of mention opportunities as a part of this podcast, because I do feel like you are someone who runs with opportunities. I want to mention a lot about how you're a touring photographer. That is a dream for so many photographers. What kind of pressure are you under as a touring photographer? Because, you know, when you went to school and you were just photographing your friends at these live shows, like, did that prep you at all for going on your first tour? And what was your first tour? I think what it prepped me for doing was there was a band when I was younger that I shot loads. And it was just like four boys, classic, like indie rock band. And I thought, oh my gosh, they're the coolest thing in the world. And I desperately wanted to tour with them. They were all friends. And they said, we don't have girls on tour. And I'd shot them not only for free, but like traveled to gigs to shoot for them. Like I was building a portfolio. So I was still like super young and naive and didn't know what I should be charged, like anything like that, whatever. But they, every time I would ask them, can I come on tour with you? Their response is, we don't have girls on tour. And that in itself, what? I think, just shows how different I think the industry was then. And this is literally like, I don't know, six years ago, five, six years ago, how different the industry was then to now. They were just openly like, yeah, we don't have girls on tour. And they were your friends that you've been photographing often. And they were my friends. They were my age. I took them for freeloads. I'd met their family. Like there was no weird vibes. Like it wasn't, it was also professional in that sense. Like it didn't make any sense. So my eyes were opened then to that side of things. But in terms of like pressure that you're under as a touring photographer, like day-to-day stuff, I guess, is respecting people's privacy. So you're living with people. Mm. You need to be aware that you can't wake up in the morning and shove a camera in someone's face. Like they're going to need the morning to relax, like ask them if they want to take photos somewhere. You know, just respecting the privacy of the individual that you're with is a big thing. And that comes before being like, you've seen a sick shot and you want to go and get it. Have that, you know, boundaries and respect their privacy. Another one is being organized. So just knowing that like, if your camera breaks, you've got a backup way of doing something or knowing if someone needs something last minute that it's not going to take you two hours to rummage through files and find something like just being organized in general is pressure and a challenge with tour you have very little control so giving up control is a big thing if in your day-to-day life you're a bit of a control freak like me then when you go on tour you have to understand that your entire day is planned out and you just kind of ride it through so this time you'll be eating and you'll be doing this like you'll wake up this is how long you've got to shower. This is how long you've got before breakfast, whatever. Like everything is scheduled, but you're not in control of it. Wow. So literally as a photographer on tour, you were given your own schedule. You don't get to make it up. Well, it's not that you're given your own schedule. It's just that you can't disappear because your job is to document what's going on. Mm. So I think, whereas like, I don't know, a touring guitarist would be like, okay, so I'm going to go walk around the town for a, a few hours. Unless you've checked that with everyone and there's no plans going on, your job is to be around and available to whoever it is that's hired you so your I guess role throughout the day is just to be on call that's awesome so with that you can't just like wander off and do something you have to like 
you know, just just behave, I guess is the best way to put it and have good time management and know what's going on. I think that's fantastic advice. I think that organization too is really, really important as a photographer. <laughs> like if you're not organized and if you're shooting like a thousand photos a day, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like everyone's hard drives are a mess, but <laughs> have it backed up on a hard drive. Don't have it just on a memory card that's going to get lost. Mm-hmm. That kind of organization is good. From an outside perspective, from someone who hasn't been on tour, as I said, like in Asia's episode, what do you do all day then? Because obviously like oh, the artist- I wish I knew. <laughs> I love it. Is the artist not, like they have their day-to-day tasks too. So in that case, do you kind of pick who you follow? Or that's why I kind of like was wondering the next question is like, how does being on tour with Anne-Marie differ from being on tour with the Amazons? Because Anne-Marie is one person and then the Amazons- Yeah, to retrace that, I guess it's a bit like, because you're on standby, it completely depends on what the artist wants to do. So your day is- you'll wake up, you've probably got a few photos to edit or to keep on top of from before. You've got all your normal, like catching up with this person, emails that you need to just like discuss. So you can kind of work through them, get the edits done, send them over. Because you're up till like 2, 3 a.m. editing, you tend to wake up a little bit later as well. You wake up at like 11 or 12. I don't know if this is the same for everyone, but I, I wake up at like 11, get up, shower, start working on edits, make sure everything is sent across and ready, make sure everything's charged up, format all the cards, And then it's kind of like you have maybe like three hours of being like, what do we do? And it's like, does the rest of the band want to go somewhere? Mm -hmm. Does Anne-Marie have press that she needs photos for? Chances are there's something going on in the venue, like there's a fan meeting and they want photos for that. Or there's a big line when you go taking photos of the line. There's plenty to do. It's just like a weird sense of limbo. Like you're there, you need to be available, but you also need to make the most of your time. That definitely answered the question. I think that's fantastic. Again, from an outside perspective, like that's what I'm always wondering. And I want to get different touring photographers perspective, you know, because you're saying, you know, you're up until two, you wake up at 11. That's not a normal schedule. It stays with you. Like I'm still on that schedule now, but you do get a chance to see the places that you're going. You do wake up in different countries and you're like, I really want to go and see this thing today. Does anyone want to come with me? And there is time for that because you have days off. But you just have to make sure that everything is okay. You never just stroll off. Do you do any location scouting? Like someone like Anne-Marie like needs a press shot, you know, like would you go scout a location or would it be in the venue? You would, but it would tend to be a location in the venue. Yeah. It would be like, okay, I have an hour. So I'm going to wander around the venue and find a cool thing. Or I have this idea I saw online. I'm going to go to a shop and buy something quick that I can set up here. You do get a chance to sort of like wander around outside, but that is on the days off because otherwise it's a bit frantic to get back. And also there's people waiting outside. It's not like a free, oh, let's just go around and let's relax and like lean up against a wall. It's very rare that you actually get those opportunities to be like, oh, let's just go for a wonder because there's usually responsibilities. What you were saying after about like, how does it differ with like Anne-Marie to the Amazons? So it's a different genre, different fan base. So I not only find like my editing style changes in terms of photography, And so does actually the photos that I take as well, because you're looking for different things. Like with different genres, the fans want to see different things. With different genres, the fans behave differently. With different genres, there's different styles. So like my work will look different shooting Anne-Marie than what it does to the Amazons. And it's finding the like niche walk between the two that you're like, I like that. Like that's the vibe I'm going for. And do the artists ever have like any input on how you edit? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I literally was like the Anne-Marie ones. I'd sit and edit them and she'd be next to me and she'd be like, I like this. Let's make this a different color. Let's try this. Like obviously not every single day, but if you're living on a bus with the other person, 
and you've got like two hours of editing to do and there's a three hour drive but they're going to come and sit next to you and, and have a look like it is quite collaborative in that sense and with the amazons it's more like matt the singer always sends me photos he's found beforehand and he's like inspo 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 and oh, like, we're awesome. like oh let's do something like this or let's find somewhere like this so it, it's different depending on i guess like how much conversation you have with that person on a regular basis gotcha and that's what i wondered too because let's say, you know, someone wants like a color tweak. How does that make you feel as a photographer? Because I know photographers are also very particular about the way they edit, but you know, if you're in contract and you're on tour. If it was like a gorgeous portrait and I was obsessed with that shot and I worked really hard to pinpoint everything in one place or whatever, then I'd be a little bit like, well, I think we should keep it. (laughs) But chances are, if you're touring, you're taking like 500 photos plus a day or something ridiculous so you kind of lose the reins a little bit like that and then it's more likely that after the tour you'd go back and pick out your favorite shots and make the colors exactly as you want them and for that moment it's actually you know you're there to take a photo for them yeah it's so awesome to hear your perspective on this because you know I'm really wondering like as a creative too it's like it's kind of scary to have someone touch your other work or have opinions about your work but at the same time it's that sacrifice that equal sacrifice like you are on tour And you are their only photographer and that is fucking awesome. So I feel like there's like a little bit of give and take. Yeah. And with that, you know that they'll give you extra opportunities to take photos and all you need to do in response is reassure them that like you're there as an extension of what they want. You have their back. You're going to try your hardest to make them look good. You'll know that person's favorite side of their face by the end of it. You'll know Mm. why they will and won't like photos. And that is built up through talking about it and changing things and making tweaks. And with that, you then grow as a photographer too, because you understand that maybe what you think is a great red, the majority of other people don't think is a great red and you adapt because of that. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you lose the creativity. It just means that you understand what your clients want is usually different to what you want and you can adjust for that. Mm -hmm. You're being hired at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. You're a hired job. Yeah, yeah. It's a hired job, but I, I see what you're saying. Have you ever been on tour with someone that you've never met? Yeah, the Anne-Marie one. Oh, what? You had never met her before? One of the best moments was I finished uni. I handed in my final piece of coursework ever. And that evening I got on the bus with Anne-Marie for six weeks and I'd never met her, never met any of the crew, didn't know anyone. And how did you feel? Like, what was that anticipation like? I think when you've done X amount of tours, you just know your role and you know that worst comes to worst and someone is an absolute dick you know your place you know what you're doing you can just get on with it so as soon as I realized that everyone was really nice I was like and relax like it's gonna be fun yeah yeah exactly that says so much about you too how you literally turn in your coursework how many tours have you been on I wish I knew oh that's so cool (laughs) I have no idea I guess it gets quite difficult to know because festivals kind of blend into it all as well a lot but you know people have definitely toured more than I have I'm still pretty young so yeah but but you're you're doing the damn thing so like Phoebe when I think about some of your best shots I think about your shots with Laura oh well that's because it was like I was around them pretty much all the time away from work so it was much more about learning and experimenting with photography and enjoying the relaxed nature of that wow do personal relationships result in better photography or better photos? Because, you know, I'm over here saying, I feel like some of your best shots are, you know, with Antros. And you're saying, well, hey, I'm actually really close to them. And they weren't all just like paid gigs. I think that, yes, you do get better photos, but I don't think you need 
the personal relationship in order to get a great photo. I think it, it matters more if you understand, like kind of what we were saying earlier, like if you understand the music that they're playing, you understand how it is they want to be perceived. You've maybe had a little bit of a look at, you know, the kind of thing that they post about themselves. Mm-hmm. And you're going to know and understand that more if you know them as a person. But you can still do that without knowing them. You just need to understand them. Yeah, you just need to understand them. But like also going back to like Grace stuff, Grace is one of the first professional clients that I ever toured with. And she's become a really good friend, like a really close friend. But that's happened over all the adventures and all the tours and everything like that. And her genre, again, what we were saying earlier is totally different because with her, it's about like beautiful, sad, emotional songs. Mm -hmm. And the focus isn't on the crowd jumping and having loads of energy. It's about them being moved and about Grace pouring her heart out. So touring with Grace is more like, me, they're like, she has this amazing manager called Maria and Grace form like a girl group on tour and go out exploring. And that's when we have the opportunities to be like, oh, let's just location scout and take fun photos because it's more of a relaxed nature. And that makes working with her really fun. But the difference between working with Grace and working with Andros is that working with Grace is a job and working with Andros when they were together, I just happened to be there, I think, which is why probably there was more work because I was so young. I was just like, yeah, you're going to a festival. I want to come. Like, I want to meet people. Yeah, hell yeah. It was just fun. It's kind of like emotion-based who you're with and the way that you photograph. Because no matter what, all your photos have your touch to them. And I feel like you have a very particular edit that is just stunning. Aww, but um, with Grace, I love that you're kind of saying like it's more about her pouring her heart out. And it's more about like the like emotional side of the artist's lifestyle at least from my perspective. And then on the other end, you're working with someone, like I said, like the Amazons or like swimmers. Is that how you say their name? Yeah. And it's not really a question, but it's just more of a speculation of like different types of photography and how you have to work with different artists as a tour photographer and try to capture like their type of emotion. I guess that's what I'm trying to say is like the Amazons have like a really hype, like alternative, let's have fun, listen to rock and roll. They're just like pure rock and roll. Yeah. Their dad rock is the best way to describe the Amazons. Ah, they're <laughs> so dad rock. awesome. I just feel like it's cool that, you know, you as a photographer, you're able to still have your perspective and your vision and your creativity implemented into your photos. If you're going from one kind of genre or vibe to another, it just makes you appreciate the things like, oh, thank God the crowd aren't jumping right now. Like, I'm, I just want to mm. concentrate on getting the shot perfect. face. And then when you go back to it, things are reversed and you're going on tour with the Amazons again, it's like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. Everyone's moving. Like I can see this one thing and it just makes you appreciate things a little bit more. And with that, then you catch moments that perhaps if you were getting a bit used to them, you would miss. And that's the music industry. Mm. You listen to different music for a reason. You have your own like set perspective. That's why shuffle's good. <laughs> yes, we love shuffle. <laughs> what are a few difficult aspects of being a female tour photographer? So on a larger scale... Sorry to be graphic, but having your period when you're on a bus and can't flush in a thing is something that you have to talk about. <gasps> yes, you can't flush on a bus. So if you're on your period and everyone around you is a guy, it becomes quite difficult to kind of like hide that you're on your period. And I know that you shouldn't have to hide, but it does become a little bit awkward if you're like running out of the toilet with a bag. I think a lot of the time I'm the only girl, one of very few girls. And that's not an issue. Like, there's obviously that ratio that everyone talks about and I don't have an issue with working in that environment. I just go on with it. Like occasionally mm, I do feel as though I have to prove myself, but I guess that could also be down to age because they're all a lot older than me. So I never really know where that like feeling of, okay, I have something to prove comes from. And as a photographer and a female, 
Yeah, yeah. But like the weirder side of it is stuff like when you're on your period and you're like, do I hide this from everyone or am I open? Because also it's like you wouldn't just walk into an office and be like, hey, everyone, I'm on my period. So why would you go on a bus? There's like unspoken weird rules that you just don't. are just like, okay, I'm going to go upstairs now. What else is unspoken and weird? about like a tour bus if we're going to be tmi i know you can't poop on a tour bus either right the deal is like the reason why you can't do that and you can't fully be on your period is because you can't flush the toilet like you can only flush away a wee this has got so graphic come on rock and roll but it will back up and no one wants a backed up bus when you've got a six hour drive and you're all sleeping on it it's gonna reek so it's kind of an unspoken rule so what do you do well, you just have to bring bags and be really careful that, like, before you leave the venue, you use the bathroom. Thank you for your honesty, because I think that this also is, like, what people need to hear. Like, it's, like, especially as a female tour photographer, being on a tour bus with lots of dudes like, all the time. <laughs> it's so it's, graphic. Like, but it's fucking real. You got to pivot and you got you to figure it I out. I guess another thing is, like, you're obviously getting changed so you have to like climb into your bunk and try and get changed with the curtains closed without anyone seeing you. And there's like all weird wiggle movements, like trying to get jeans off or whatever. <laughs> when I'm touring with people, it's usually friends or like I've built up a relationship with them or mm-hmm. they're professional enough to understand that that is the environment that you're in and you just have to put up with it. Yeah. Are there any other things that are difficult about being like a female tour photographer? We kind of spoke about this earlier. Some girls are rude and get competitive. I don't really share that attitude and I find the best response is just to kill with kindness and try and focus on your own shit, which can be difficult, but because it's difficult to think like, oh, that person has a problem with me or for like no apparent mm-hmm. reason. But you do just have to get on with your own stuff because if they're being petty enough to behave like that and have that opinion of like, oh, there's only room for one girl, then you don't want to be friends with them anyway. Like, fuck them. When I was younger, there were specific photographers that I thought were so cool and I would reach out to them and be like hi I've loved your work for so long I love this photo do you want to go and get a coffee at some point and just talk about photography because I had no friends that were interested in photography and they would either like air me and then give me like weird looks or I had a comment once that was oh she's too keen I was like what kind of fucking comment is that like I'm sorry what yeah being too Uh. keen apparently that's the thing it's being keen to make friends so Mm. sad but yeah just get on with your own stuff there's room for everyone here it's not only that there's enough room, but it's like, if you're a dick, you shouldn't be in an industry where you're living with people. And also just don't be a dick. It's more effort to be a dick than it is to not be a dick. The same kind of prove yourself feeling comes when you can tell that other people assume your intentions are perhaps unprofessional because you're a girl hanging around. And yeah, in the small it. scale network, people really romanticize the 60s rock and roll scene. And that extends to like, the misogynistic and outdated views on what women's role should be in the music industry. And, and when I was first starting out, like I'd message bands and ask for a photo pass because I love their music and just wanted to document them. And it blew my mind how few artists in the smaller scenes acted as though they'd like never see any of the women who were at their shows further on in their career because they'd also developed at the same time. Like I've even avoided artists for that reason. Sometimes you can tell that like someone's giving you a look and then they think that you're not there with professional reasons but yeah or that you're not with the band I haven't really found that one so much it's more about like other people that I don't think are jealous but I think just have an outdated view on what women's roles can be and I find that so weird because there'll be the same people that are posting about girl power or whatever 
That's right. And I just want to say one more time, like this is an open space. Like also Women of Music, whoever's listening to this is an open space. Ask any question. Phoebe, I don't know how it is with you, but I remember specifically asking you one time, like, hey, what lens did you shoot with or something like that? And you were so open and honest. And I was like, shit, should I have asked that? Because I think you were the first person and I like literally asked that too. And you straight up told me, you're like, yeah, I shoot with a 35 millimeter. And I was like, oh, I just didn't expect you to be so candid. Yeah. Well, if you don't help the people around you, then how can you expect people around you to help you? That sounds so cringy. That's like something you'd have on a wall, like live, love, laugh. Like, but it is like, how can you expect to learn from people that you look up to photography wise, if you yourself are not doing that to people that are just starting out? Absolutely. Like all the time I'm like, oh, let's go for a coffee. Let's talk about this. Like, I'd love to know how you Mm -hmm. shot this photo. And it's through that that you learn things. It's through that and assisting people. And it literally all comes back to being a nice person, but it really does help to help people. Absolutely. Thank you for saying that. Cause that's just like, that's my mantra. Aww. Photography and social media. I want to know how you feel about social media and photography and it going hand in hand. Like, what do you see as the pros and the cons? Personally, I love it. It depends on how you look at work, but I think looking back at old work and comparing my old shots a couple of years ago to now is something that helps me develop as a photographer. And it's really, really easy to do that through social media. So you can just scroll back and be like, this photo, why did I do that? Why did it edit it like that? It's not like you have to dive through an archive and pick out photos. And I guess when you're scrolling through, you also want things to look cohesive. So mm-hmm. you kind of gain an understanding of what it is that you want that feed to look like faster because you're constantly looking at it in comparison to each other. So that's, I think, a really good positive. It promotes you developing your own style. Getting in touch with people is really quick. How many times has someone been like, oh, you know, I'll just follow me on Instagram and then they've happened to stumble across your work or followed you for a few weeks and then hired you for a job? Like that happens all the time. So it's great for getting in touch with people. For sure. And that's where that follow-up comes on. Like, it's just so important to like follow through, follow through, follow through, especially social media. Yeah. Like that's a pro for social media is like that you can immediately, like you said, like contact someone so that you could potentially like build that connection for yeah. an opportunity. And, and you're not even necessarily having to go out of your way to make conversation. You follow each other on social media and you don't have to go out of your way to go on a website or to ask a question about something. It's just there in front of you. Yeah. It's a great way of getting inspiration. So constantly I'm always saving people's work like you were saying before follow through everyone like follow as many people as possible that you like their work and just like saving things and when someone says oh you know I kind of like this slide just being able to scroll through really quick and being like oh you know I can make a mood board out of this photographer's work this photographer's work this photographer's work this photographer's work and kind of like I didn't have to like make a smoothie of all the different blends of all the different things like just finding inspiration in other people's work is a great way this is a point that I kind of want to discuss with you So working with artists that tag your work helps way more than I think is rightly discussed. So what possible reason is there not to tag your photographer when you can literally be giving them more work by tagging them? Like if you innocently forget or you can't find them, like sure, okay. But if the option is there, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I think cross-promotion is kind of dire in 2020 and 2021. And also it kind of builds that respect where I think at first social media was just like constant push, constant push, constant content. And I think that I've definitely had both things happen. You know, I'm sure as you have too, where the artist doesn't tag you. I get it. Maybe if you couldn't find them online or if you just innocently forget, that's, you know, whatever, like it's not a big deal to you and you've paid for the photos, like, cool, fine. But if you're actively thinking about the photo or you love the photo or 
you know, you just want to give a bit of a helping hand to the photographer that you're working with, why not tag them? It helps so much more than I think people realize because think of not only all of the fans that are clicking through to that, but all the publications that follow the artist that are looking to hire photographers all the time. It's such a great way of just like finding new people to work with. And that can happen with you posting a photographer's photo. It is. And thank you for saying that. It's always been a thing with photographers where I feel like we've kind of got the short end of it if someone hasn't tagged us or if we love the work that we just did. We love a session that we Mm. just did. I feel like photographers, like at least in my perspective, like the earlier days of Instagram and photography, meaning like, I don't know, 2015 to like 2020, I guess. Like, I feel like photographers weren't really able to kind of like stand up for themselves in that way too. I feel like it was just kind of like, oh, it's just content. Like, oh yeah. Like you're saying, like, of course, yeah, they hired me. Like they paid for these photos. Do you think that that's because like, as the years have gone on, photography as a career has become a more respected art form or because it's difficult when you think about the fact that everyone is a photographer with their iPhone. In a way, I guess that's kind of also separated people that pursue it as a career path and maybe in turn has allowed for people to build up more of a presence through their own social media profiles and therefore be respected more as a career. Yeah. See, yes and no. I agree and disagree. Cause like, I definitely think that those who are photographers, so like you, for example, I feel like you have built such a consistent following, but I feel like those who are just not kind of like presenting themselves as photographers, I actually kind of disagree. I think that people aren't taking it as a super serious job anymore, even though we're over here, like with like eight to 10 years of experience and being paid, you know, since we were like young teenagers, I think that in some ways it's taken away from the skill and from the process of a photographer. I think that content creation has just made everything so rushed, at least in my opinion, that you don't get to see the detail in this specific shot. I just feel like people are pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing content so much that they're not realizing the content that they're pushing, there is a photographer behind it. See, it's so weird, that line. I think I half agree with you there as well. I think that the content that people are making is of a lower standard, but I think that the respect for specific individuals that create it is higher because people are tagging you in photos and they can clearly see that you're associated with celebrities or people that they look up to. I think that them get put on more of a pedestal because they have these platforms of Mm -hmm. their own profile with a big following, for example. And although the work itself has maybe gone downhill, I think that specific individuals who are like photographers or whatever are valued more which I guess you can also look at negatively because how many people actually base their worth on likes lots and more negatives that follow through with social media are stuff like comparing your work Mm. to others and that is terrible for creativity and like substantial development and I think it's stuff like that that you end up then churning out more and more content that isn't of a high standard because you're so busy comparing yourself to other people and and trying to look busy all the time that you're not actually working on things that you specifically think are really good. Yes, you're so right. You don't get to see the wholesomeness of the creator anymore. I think that we can post photography nonstop, but posting our our faces and posting like our own self-branding is really what is furthering a lot of creators right now. If half the job is you as a person you've got to show you as a person online and I get it you don't want to have like eight selfies in a row and then one photography photo it's a balance that makes sense Mm. but you have to post things of yourself people's branding of themselves has become more important because as a photographer having a following for whatever reason I guess does help yeah and when people tag you people being able to put a face to a name as opposed to just like knowing that they took that photo makes people feel more invested because they feel like they know the person who and are on the journey with them of like 
learning about photography and getting opportunities. And I think that that is something that people enjoy following on social media. Absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. And I think that also it's inspiration for other people who might be similar to you. I think that when you occasionally show your face, it's like you're allowing yourself to be like, okay, yeah, this is my brand and this is what I do. Are photographers still going to have their spot on Instagram? I guess it depends on how you brand yourself. I think people are going to, I guess they already are now, but are you a person that does beautiful portraits and you really admire each shot? Are you a person that churns out 50 shots a week and it's all good but it's more about what it's of than the image itself Mm -hmm. I think it's just about branding yourself differently and being suited for different things and I think that's how it will just be like a progression of that absolutely so do you think that content creation and photography are the same or different so different oh my gosh same I think photography is like a way of expressing yourself and how you see something or capturing it in a way that's more personal and content creation can be personal but it's more about coming up with a creative take on something than how you see it. So it's, it's just less personal. I could not agree more. And I honestly was hoping that you were going to answer like that because that's exactly how I feel. It's like, it's a craft. It's fun. Content creation is something you almost kind of like have to do. And photography is like, but I want to do it. Yeah, yeah, completely. So it's like content creation, you can still be really creative with it. And that's kind of the whole point. Uh-huh. But it's how can you make this creative as opposed to you being creative seeing this absolutely how can photographers better support each other again I think like by talking openly about their work life and sharing techniques with each other is a huge thing like we were saying earlier like if someone says what lens are you using just tell them Mm -hmm. like it's not going to stun your work in any way and not comparing themselves to each other which causes that ugly competitive streak if you aren't able to do a job recommend someone who's working hard or who's work you like and don't just say you can't do it like there's no competitive nature needed like I get it if you're working in like a really small niche group and there's only so many photographers floating about fine but you don't want the reason that you got ahead to be because you elbow down everyone else you want it to be because you're the most deserving of it and you've worked hard and you have skill yeah that's that's such a great point like yeah you want to make sure that if you get to the top you didn't hurt anyone along the way how much would it suck if you were like being hired for loads of different shoots left, right and centre, but you had no friends and everyone behind you in the photography industry hated you because I wouldn't like that. That's some Kanye West shit. I'd prefer to just be like floating at like a, a good level, have a good base of like photography friends around me and know that I have enough jobs coming through to pay the bills. Like mm-hmm. that is, I would way prefer. Absolutely. And honestly, I feel like as a female and as a female photographer, I feel like there aren't that many like female photographers, honestly, that I can actually think of that are like at the tip top that I'm in that like I look up to that wouldn't share some of their experiences. So it kind of does make me wonder too, if it's almost like a generational thing with music photographers, like let's just share, like let's share what we know. Let's share like not particularly our exact editing style, but let's share our equipment so that someone can have their own style. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean like, you know, if someone DMs you like, how did you take this photo? You don't need to be like, with this lens, at this shutter speed, at this ISO, I set up like this. Like, obviously, keep your secrets. Uh-huh. A good magician never reveals their secrets. That's fine. Boom. That's to do with, like, you being protective of art. But the difference is if someone's like, technically, I don't know how you shoot photos like that. Would you mind helping me? That's totally different. Absolutely. So would you say that what you're doing to provide space as a photographer to support other music photographers is just that like, hey, my DMs are open if you have questions. If I love someone's work, I message them. I talk about their work with others, recommend them for jobs. Like the best thing you can do is recommend people that are just starting out or that you've seen something special in their works. Like if you can't do a job, just recommend them for it. No harm's going to come from it. 
when we were allowed to meeting up for coffee and like talking about photography together is so fun and chatting to more experienced photographers is something that helped me loads and still does help me having that like I guess willingness to just be open about what it is and, and like helping people that are less experienced is so helpful and that makes the whole industry so much more fun to be part of it absolutely does so the last thing I really want to get into is where you draw inspiration from for artist promotional material and I wanted to get into that just a little bit because some of my favorite work of yours are like your artist promotional work or your even just like your portraiture or just the random shots when you are on tour. So for our listeners, people have asked me this before too, like how do you put yourself in a position to create artist promotional material? Because it's kind of a dream for photographers to be like, oh, I want to take their album cover or I want to take their new single art. For sure. For sure. I think listening to an artist's music or like specifically, I'm a really big lyric person. So listening to a lyric and being like, oh, I wonder if I can take this and show that in a different way. How they present themselves, like what we were saying earlier about just looking at like what it is they like to be shot in, they don't like to be shot in. So one of my favorite photographers is Heidi Slimane. And I have just like loads of his like books, ripped out pages from magazines, from like various campaigns, whatever that he's done. And I will look at those and then look at what it is that the artist posts and likes about themselves and listen to their music look at like other photographers work that I've saved on Instagram and try and just combine them into something unique. I love that. So it's almost like you get inspiration from quite a few different sources. Yeah. I tell you what's strange though, is that like when people say, oh, I've got inspiration from this film or from this like work of art, like I've never had that. Like all the stuff that I take inspiration from is like the Heidi stuff. I'm obsessed with the light because lighting is Mm -hmm. perfect. So I'll be like, okay, how would I shoot this with like a Heidi kind of light? And then maybe like a Holly Fernando-y color. And then like these six photos that I found online from random people. Like I like this about this, this about this. I like this pose that the artist has done. And I like this lyric. And then combining them all together. You're the fucking best. I do the same thing. I love the quote, steal like an artist. Well, that's what it is. As long as you're not duplicating anything. Yeah. You know, I'd never let a photo by a a photographer and be like, we're copying this to a T. Like that's not on. Mm -mm. If you're mixing it with a bunch of other stuff that is completely out of context for what that person was thinking when they're shooting, then you're taking it like an artist and it's fine. Absolutely. It's kind of crazy that you're saying the same thing because most people to me will give me like three answers. Like, oh, I'm inspired by Prince. I'm inspired by ID Magazine. I'm inspired by NME. Yeah, I never get that. I wish I had that, but I've always looked at it as like, a, maybe I'm just really not that artistic in that sense. And I'm just, it has to be more literal. Like I'm like looking at a specific lighting, but it's good to know that you think that way too, because up until now it was like, wow, I'm clearly just really like uncult, like artistically cultured. <laughs> no, but that's also like, I feel like how you like feel as a photographer when people are like, oh, I'm inspired by this person. You're like, what? how do I not know this person? Yeah. Act like, how do you not know this person? But so maybe it comes from the fact that neither of us studied specifically photography at a high level have you ever properly been taught like by a professor how to I don't know work a camera or do lighting yeah so at Britain had a how would you describe it we learned loads of different things so like PR and marketing photography radio tv production and one of those sections was photography but it was for like you know a term it's like a section of what you learn and it wasn't at a super high level it was like this is how you use your iso this is the exposure triangle (laughs) yeah it wasn't like how would you take inspiration from this beautiful work of art and let's go to a gallery and replicate it wasn't at that level 
you got to draw inspiration from so many other places. Cause if not, how do you plan on being original? I love how you're like, I don't know if I am just not as creative or what, you know, you don't really create like that. But to me, it's like the problem solvers are kind of like the creators of this generation because it's like, there are so many photographers on Instagram right now. So how do you not fit in? You do exactly what mm. you want to do. Because I feel like individuals, for example, for me, I take inspiration from so many different things. Like I always have I like ID magazine sitting on my desk, graphic design. And so I could be driving and I'll take a photo of, I don't know, you're driving and you see an array of colors. And then you can take that array of colors mm. and put it into like Adobe Illustrator or something and color swatch it. See, that sounds so fun. So <laughs> What inspired you to start Pix by Fox? And what is Pix by Fox and how can we keep up? Pix by Fox is my podcast. And rather than it being like a kind of conversational or an interview one, it was kind of started at the start of lockdown because there was so much amazing music being released, but no gigs were happening. And I really wanted to start something, but I wasn't sure whether it'd be like an interview thing or I just didn't really know how to piece it together. And then one of my best friends, Ross, who is a radio presenter, figured out this new way of blending podcasts with radio shows where you can upload them to Spotify and literally just hit skip if you're not into a song without faffing around and trying to like, you know, find the right part and missing parts of it. You just hit skip if you don't like stuff and it's like perfectly integrated with Spotify. So it will link you through to that artist and you can just click through and all the links are there, et cetera. And so we just started doing that and it's such a great way of keeping up excitement when the live music industry is just on pause. So every single week, I'm listening to like 500 new artists and like compiling them into a, I guess like a playlist that flows well. And then we just go through and talk about each one, find out like loads of fun facts about the artist. Like, oh, this person's this person we played last week and they're in this kind of scene and hang around with this kind of other band. And just like, talking about it, like it's so fun. I think that's fucking awesome. I feel like that's like a chance for you to still be active in the music industry since like there's not much option right now. And that's kind of what this podcast is too. Yeah. And something that I, I really missed, I'm sure you're the exact same, but just like being able to go out to a bar and just start a conversation with strangers. And so many random people get into contact and they're like, hey, you should listen to this song. Hey, I think that you're like, oh, I just listened to this. Like you should listen to this. Or even artists that you're playing, then maybe not like dropping you a follow, but just being like, hey, thanks. Or, you know, anything like that just makes you feel like, oh, like something is actually going on. Like there's a connection out there that's waiting to be made and showing that you can, you know, support artists in a time where not only are they really being ignored by the government, but there's no real way for them to promote themselves other than online right now. You having a direct way to promote them is so exciting. Phoebe, that's so fucking awesome. Like, thank you for doing that. I love how supportive you are of like the music industry in its entirety. Well, you're the exact same. That's why you've got this going on. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, you get it. Like, that's literally it. So wrapping it up, what is your gold moment? And that's, like I say, like a pinch me moment. And mainly it's based in the music industry. So my favorite band growing up was Arctic Monkeys. And I got to shoot them a couple of years ago. And just walking into that pit and taking photos of them was enough for me to be like, because that's something that I dreamed of when I first started out. And I didn't think it was ever possible to shoot your favorite artist. And it was just mad that even though I'd like photographed bigger shows than that, it was so huge in my head. Wow. That's a massive gold moment. They are such an iconic band and also one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. It was just one of those things where, you know, you've looked up to a band your entire life, pretty much them being right in front of you and knowing that you're kind of like able to 
I guess collaborate is the wrong word because they're not really having any contact with me whatsoever because it's for press. But you being able to put your creative eye to that is like the weirdest form of just like sheer, like like you were saying, pinch me moment. I'm smiling so big. I know that feeling. You know what I mean? It's not even that you have an interaction with them because you don't. But you did it. There's nothing there. And it's not even about like getting an interaction. It's just about being able to put your creative eye to them. Yeah, absolutely. And also being in the photo pit after years and years and years of listening to them. Yeah. yeah, Okay. I want to go through a quick speed round. Hit me. Some photographer questions. So let's- Hit me, Alexa. Let's wrap this up with this. Dive bar arena. Arena. Canon or Nikon? Nikon. Doc Martin to Converse. Always dogs. Ah, I thought you were going to answer like that. Thank goodness. Same here. Medium format or 35 millimeter? That's so difficult because it completely depends on what. I guess 35 if you're out, medium format if there's time. Oh, medium format's incredible. First three songs are encore. Encore. Oh, love. Shitty lighting or shitty venue? What? I didn't like you get to pick one. Right. I would go shitty venue. It is all about the lighting. If the lighting is good, everything is sweet. Everything's fine. Everything's, Everything's fine. fine. It can be salvaged. Studio session or festival? Festival, 100%. Oh my God. I love your studio shots. Unlimited SD cards or unlimited storage? Oh, can I have both? Yes. I want both so bad. Uh, unlimited SD cards because then, then I guess you wouldn't have to. I guess though, if you had unlimited storage, you wouldn't have to pay for fucking hard drives okay storage 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 yeah i mean sd cards unlimited would be great but i probably still going to lose them so but 128 gigabyte is enough <laughs> last but certainly not least beatles or rolling stones beatles i was only sleeping off um revolver is one of my favorite songs incredible honestly that was the shit Woo! thank you for listening to another episode of women in music if you need creative inspiration phoebe's your girl Take a scroll on her Instagram and you'll get it. The grit and rawness of her images are what make them some of my favorite to date, and she's just amazing. Again, you can follow her at ShopByFox on Instagram, and her podcast is Picks by Fox. Here are some of my favorite songs by artists mentioned in today's episode. Love Has All Been Done Before by Jade Bird. Black Magic by The Amazons. Why Her Not Me by Grace Carter. Arabella by Arctic Monkeys, and then by Anne-Marie. You can keep up with Women in Music by Goldhand Girls on Instagram at Goldhand Girls and myself at Alexa A. Ace.